When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick. On today's show, we're talking about a reversal in some of the hot stocks we've been watching for the past couple of weeks. Uh, DraftKings, uh, Workhorse, to name a few. Uh, Novavax, now one of, if not the front runner to develop the uh, coronavirus vaccine. Uh, they got some massive funding from the government. We're going to talk about that. There are some M&A in solar. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, and our guest today is Jonathan Corpina, Senior Managing Partner at Meridian Equity Partners. He would join the show at 835. Before I throw it to Joel, I want to remind you folks, hit that like button, subscribe to our channel. It helps us with that YouTube algorithm now. Joel, as we unmute you here, let's have you give us a quick recap on what happened in the overnight trading session. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good morning, traders around the world. Uh, welcome to this uh, Tuesday's edition. We're in the red here. Uh, just by a little bit, about 20 handles. Went up, made a new high for the move, 31.84. But uh, long before we really got any bad news of Europe, anything, you can see uh, we just kind of trickled down. Pre-market low, we easily took out the interday low from yesterday. So I'll be looking at that 31.55 area here as some resistance on the upside. Pre-market low, nothing for you there, 38 and a quarter. Monday's true low is way down at 05.75. Don't think we're going to see that either. Uh, crude in the red here by 27 cents. Uh, you also have gold in the red by 7.90 just cannot uh, take out that 1800 once again hit 1969 today silver in the red too by 21.7 cents at 1836 and a half and bitcoin bitcoin down ten dollars at 9335 those uh bitcoin futures holding in there above nine thousand triple d oh, uh wow. you had you had a uh, little bit of action last night huh a little bit of action. Why? What did you see? I didn't see anything more than normal. Uh, 
I just thought with some of the way these uh, Mobos um, ended the day. Well, that was and... the end of the day. So okay. we didn't really see a lot of follow through on that trade last night, but usually you don't see it till the next day because people don't catch on to it. So what I was saying and when I popped in on the 350 show was we kind of saw some momentum coming out of the smaller Momo names, not the big ones, not like the Facebooks and the Amazons, which were just ripping again in the Teslas and the big tech. The smaller Momo names were cooling off. Go down, uh, you know, go down to Square and bring up Square. You'll see, you know, the big rip, the blow off top yesterday morning, and then it leaked all day. Um, if you look at PayPal, similar story it goes up in the morning and then it started to leak all afternoon. If you go and, you know, these are a little more obvious here. If you go to Shopify, same story, opened high, leaked all day. Spotify had a downgrade yesterday. I have sold my Spotify out because I didn't like the trading action from it yesterday. Um, and I had that on for a long swing trade, so I booked the gain. Uh, it, it did the same thing. Obviously, the downgrade wasn't, was a catalyst there, though, for that one. Workhorse, that party is officially over. I did sell my workhorse on the open yesterday. I told everybody on the afternoon show um th that i sold it you getting back in you getting back no, in no because i think the story's over so i think i think it broke i think it finally broke I, it could it, i shouldn't say the story's over i think the story is now the frenzy is over and the story i think is going to cool off here so i'm going to wait till you know wait you know till the dust settles a little bit i know it's always nice to jump in these things you know and just say okay it's going to bounce right back i don't think it's going to in this case um just my opinion I don't know, you know, I can't, you can't obviously know anything for a hundred percent. I know some people are jumping in last night under $16 um, and they're being rewarded because it's up here at 1665 already. But I think the story is going to cool off. And, and, and I think that the tape tells you that yesterday. So I'll wait till the dust settles a little bit. I'm not opposed to jumping back in, but I'm not jumping back in after day one. I think you yeah, had the rotation. I think we saw a lot of rotation coming out of the leaders and moving into some of the laggards, believe it or not. Boeing had an okay day yesterday putting in some bottoms. Wells Fargo has been holding on to the 25. So you do, you did see some rotation coming out of the little Momo leaders and just quietly going into some of the reopening plays yesterday, you know, and that's why I, I pointed out on the afternoon show. It's interesting that CNBC says, is the reopening trade fading? And I'm like, holy cow, they're so late to the parties. The reopening trade fading. The reopening trade faded two weeks ago. I actually think the reopening trade showed some life today. So Completely late to the party, the CNBC um, uh, having that headline up there that the reopening trade is fading. I, I screenshot and I tweeted it out if you want to see it. But um, the reopening trade faded three weeks ago. We know that when it all topped out. I feel like some of these little Momo trades put in a top yesterday. So short term, like Square, I feel like that put in. Like, what do you think of the Square candle when you see that? Stock opens up, runs up, and then gives it all back and closes near the low. What do you that's think one of the few. That's I think like you trap a few people. Yeah, I think that's one of the few. Like we we do a lot of technical analysis. It's more high low close. We don't do a lot of, you know, specific pattern or Fibonacci or you know rising wedgie or whatever. Um, <laughs> rising wedgie. I like that rising wedgie. But uh, you know you. <laughs> you do that's have awesome. that. I think that's good, Joel. That's a good one. Okay, thank you. Um, so when you do have that day where you go up and you make a new high and you come back, that's one, you know, that's one technical formation that you really have to pay attention to because you there are people like there was no one trapped yesterday in Square, right? Before, and, yeah, before yesterday. Yeah, before yesterday. Yeah, everybody's making money. 
Yeah. Now, now the buyers in 120, you know, banking on 130 and 140, or buyers in 122, 123 are like thinking, huh, huh, what am I going to do now? Where's my risk reward ratio? Where am I going to stop myself out? If you stop yourself out at yesterday's low, you're not giving yourself a whole lot of room. So, uh, workhorse, we talked about the chart on that one. Didn't make a new high. So, it was not really like that. Um, and, and then sold. Reverse. Now you have a lot of people trapped again. I mean, Jeremy Newsom talks about, you know, in his technical analysis, and I, I fully think this is where technical analysis really can work. Um, you know, obviously, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I keep it simple, but when you trap people where the stocks open up and they get the ugly candle closing at the low, it means every day trader from yesterday has just been banking on the trend continuing, continues to go. So... So anyway, so, um, so that, that's, that's just my thoughts here. I think you got a few people trapped in some of these Momo tech names, some of the smaller ones. And does Tesla, does Facebook, you know, follow suit here eventually? We don't know yet because nobody's trapped in those yet. So they're a different story. So then I guess the, the oh, I think we lost Dennis here. Uh, so the, the catalyst there would be wait till like, on on a Facebook or a Tesla or any of these stocks that haven't gone down yet, wait for that first down day, then sort of reassess. Yeah, I mean, that. well, yeah, Facebook is just so news driven. You know that. Uh, you know that's a little bit tougher to you know to, to pick it. But no, we're just talking about the, with Facebook here. Man, they they scoffed at that. Um, you know the ad things. Now you run right back up to old time highs. Boom, this 240 area seems pretty important. Uh, three three highs in a row, 239, 240, 240, 40, closing at 4048. So, so someone's trying to wiggle out of some stock. Wow, I see two other highs uh, in that handle. So looks like above 240, the old-time high, 245.19. Looks like someone's trying to wiggle out of some stock in Facebook. We have a while till we get earnings on them, right? Uh, no, not that long. Like we're like a couple weeks away here. I think the banks report next week, which means Facebook is the 29th. So that's not that's three weeks away. That's not that long. Um, but to that, but to Dennis's point though, I think it was just, uh, am I sharing the wrong screen here? I think I am. Sorry about that folks. Um, Dennis's point was wait till that first shakeout and, and before you even consider. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's what people do wrong when they're trading stocks. And, you know, if you're, you know, and, and a lot of veteran seasoned traders, when they're shorting stocks, they want to say, well, it doesn't make any sense here. I'm just going to short it. You know, it's going to come back down. Wait till the momentum's on your side. I mean, now, you know, you look at something like a Nikola and you've totally got people trapped in this thing. Now, everybody was banking that the consolidation station for the last two and a half weeks was to go higher. It wasn't, it was to go lower. You're in full breakdown mode. The stock's down another two bucks here this morning. People are now trapped in Nicola. Um, but I, I think, I think people are trapped in square now too. And square hasn't started the sell off. It's actually up a buck here this morning. So if I was in square, just because of that ugly candle yesterday, I'd ring the register just because I think you're going to have troubles when you get back up to 124, 125. Could you get up there? It'd be nice to get a short on at 124 as opposed to 120. I don't know if you're going to have the gas to get up there, though. PayPal is giving you, Piper is giving you a gift here, I believe, this morning, though, because they are coming out with an overweight rating. And I think they're very late to the party here because I think that candle was ugly yesterday. And I would be fading the Piper overweight rating here. It's up a buck this morning. I think PayPal gives it back. So yeah. these are the names I'm looking at. I'm not sure. looking at Tesla. and I'm not looking at Amazon. Not yet. 
because these stocks are still going higher and nobody's trapped. That's the big difference. You're waiting for that first down. Yes. Whenever I'm shorting stocks, I'm waiting for that first ugly candle. And then I jump in. It's why I had that good Shopify trade back, um, you know, a few, you know, I, I guess it was a couple months ago here now, but I was able to like, make like yeah. 90 points on it on the short side, which is incredible considering, you know, a little bit of luck that I got the whole range, but I was looking at the fallout in similar stocks. I mean, Shopify had an ugly day yesterday. I think now it looks like now on bounces, I would be selling Shopify. But again, you get follow through his one. You're getting no bounce whatsoever in Shopify. It's down 25 more dollars, way more than the market. I mean, the market's down. So, you know, obviously you're seeing some of these stocks weak because the overall market's weak, but it's down significantly more than the market. There's people trapped long this thing. People who are thinking, oh, it's going to, went to 1,000, it's going to 2,000 now. Maybe it is, but I'll tell you, it's going to not go straight there and there's going to be an ugly shakeout. And I think you're going to start seeing it right now. And the good thing about the, uh, you know, when you're talking about waiting for that first candle, then you, you have a reference point, yeah. right? Yeah. When it, yeah. When it, when it pulls back and you have an out. that, you know, yep, you have an out. So it, that's the key with trading. I'm going to keep saying it. The key to trading for me is to always have yourself an out. When a stock's making a new all-time high, I have no out. I mean, it's making an all-time high. Where am I getting out? I mean, I could say, oh, I'm going to risk five bucks and I'm going to cover those five points higher. But there's no level. There's nothing in there. Now you have a double top put in place in Shopify. 10.59, 10.59, 10 You don't get better than that on a $1,000 stock. So now you think as it comes back up, it probably you know runs into sellers. But I don't even know if it's going to come back up. It's, you know, it's good to spook you down another, you know, you lost... From the highs yesterday, he lost 70 points. A lot of times he followed through. I wouldn't be surprised this thing sees low 900s today. So, and that, you know, I don't know if I'm coming and chasing at 962. You know, the, the trade was probably to put it short yesterday Ooh, when you started seeing it start to yeah. break down. And it's scary to short that, but I wouldn't want to be long it. Uh, let's see if we can look at something here. And that, that's uh, really 26 bucks is not much. But when I, when I look at these kind of uh, setups and the first thing I do, you know, obviously your pre-market low comes in at 955.21. I like to look at the range from yesterday and, uh, you, you know, maybe I get lucky, a quick swoop up, but 9865, well, that's the ways away. I don't know if you're going to get that today, but maybe – if you're looking to short this over the next one, two, three days, you know, maybe you'll have another down day and then drift back up to that area. Uh, you got a level to on though. Yeah. 985 would be nice. Today's close would be really nice. And then you could risk, I don't know if I'd risk the, the double top there at 1059. It's a long change, ways away. Yeah. That's a little bit. Too and, and that's why, and, and sometimes, you know, when I'm intraday trading there, I'm looking and I'm like, oh, it gets up there and it's struggling there. Sometimes you can anticipate that, hey, this might put in a double top. I'm going to try it short. And then if it takes out the high at that point, then you can get back in. I mean, that's yesterday's trade, though. So it's not a setup for today. today. Hard to chase Shopify here. But some of these other stocks, what I'm saying here is I'm warning the traders, I'm warning the listeners sure. here that some of the small Momo trades, some of them maybe haven't sold off yet. Uh, could start to see some weakness. I mean, Zoom too. You know, Zoom had the same thing. Well, similar, very similar to Square. Blow off top in the first two hours, first hour where it opened up two, you know, it opens up two bucks, runs up another 15. Everybody thinks 300, it's going to 300. Got to buy it. And they're all trapped. So you have every, all the day traders trapped from yesterday. People don't like losing money. So they typically don't sell at losses, especially newer traders. So that's what you're looking for is who's trapped in this. 
I think you got some people trapped in Zoom now too. That's why it's down. And if you look, it's trading down two and a half bucks in the pre-market. But think about the run this thing has had. This thing could fall $10, $15 and still be in an nothing. uptrend. Nothing, yeah. nothing for it. So I wouldn't want to be long this one either. DraftKings uh, too. Let's look at DraftKings, DKNG. I right. mean, yeah. I mean, it's starting, it, it, it's, it's been weak for a while. This has been people trapped. It's not new people trapped in this. There's been people trapped already. Um, so it doesn't kind of fit the same candle, but there's definitely people, it's struggling. It's every time it's tried to rally in the last few days, it's been struggling to go up. And that's because you have people caught. I mean, it went straight down for five days. There's five red candles in a row after it failed to make a new high on the move. You know, we're just doing classic technical analysis here and saying there's some short-term traders that are probably trapped long in DraftKings as well. But, you know, there's a ton. There's a ton of these stocks to look at. But that's why I'm not jumping a workhorse on day one. I know it's bounced back here. Congratulations to people who bought under $16 last night. They can flip it out. But I don't think this is going back to 20 this time. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to bounce right back. There's you know, still a lot of people who are you know, FOMO on this and think this is my opportunity to get in this. But I think those people are late to the party. And it just this is my thoughts. I don't think it's going back to 20 anytime soon. Uh, I am looking. What about GAN here? Uh, that's kind of holding up a little bit better here. You think it's the ugly gonna... candle yesterday too, though. Didn't make a new high. Holding up okay. I wouldn't want to be long this one either. So 28.73 was your high of the move. Yesterday, you could not breach it. Only got up 28.53. Then you gave it back and closed red. A more muted move. It wasn't a huge move down. So now you see follow through here this morning and people are like, oh, I may be caught in this. So I think people are caught in this too. So I think short term, a lot of these small Momo names have put tops in, um, short term tops. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be the all time high and it's not going to, the story's not going to get hot again. And if these things start to consolidate and base and start to show life again, I'll jump back in some of these names. But as of right now, I saw the only one I had left, I had Gana, I sold that one too. The only one I had left was Spotify as of yesterday. And the, the downgrade to sell was like, I can tolerate that. But then everything Shopify started to roll over. I was like, no, nah. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be long these. So I ended up selling out. I didn't get the great price because the downgrade was there. But I think I averaged out about 264. So, and it's 254 now. So it obviously a good sell. Do I want to jump back in Spotify at a certain point in time? Probably, but I'm going to let it cool off a bit. It's been really hot. So let it cool off. Let it digest the move that, you know, that it's had and, you know, and maybe we're going to consolidation station for a bit and then, you know, maybe you get a setup again. But as of right now, I'm not going to try to catch the falling knife in Spotify. All right. Speaking of stocks making new all-time highs, Novavax here. The U.S. government just made their biggest bet on uh, the race to develop a vaccine for COVID-19. U.S. government awarded Novavax $1.6 billion to cover the testing, commercialization, and manufacturing of their potential COVID vaccine. Uh, the goal is to have 100 million doses available by January. That seems like a lofty goal, but that's the goal. Hell of a move, but already leaking. So where do we get up to, <laughs> Joel? Yeah, well, 117. You're 12 points off the highs, and you've been kind of going straight down since. You ain't going I think it's time there. to ring the register in Nova Vax. Uh, yeah. This has been a hell of a – think about it. You bought it in May at 20 bucks, 105. It's still storied stock. It's still going to trade on headlines. It's ripping on headlines. But, again, every time we seem to get these positive headlines from these drug stocks on COVID – they get these wicked spikes, and those spikes are usually selling opportunities. I think Novavax 
it's you know congratulations to the longs people you know who bought it yesterday 7944 uh it's it's a windfall and i think i'd ring the register if i was in there. i don't I know about the old time i mean i don't know if it's super over for good like if this is no you know, we and that's when on all these okay. i don't, i'm not saying it's right. super okay. over for good but yeah, yeah but I mean, typically this is completely points. different. The stock's making new all-time highs. I'm not coming in shorting this either. I was trying to set up shorts on the other stocks. It's actually not a new all-time high. This is uh, this was a three hundred and twenty dollars really? stock. What was that? Oh, I stand corrected. All right, what was that? August. I could, oh, what happened in August? In the biotech stocks. Wait. Oh, oh it was up there back in 2015. Yeah, oh, that was when they all topped out. They all topped out the same day. It didn't end well. They had some drug. Actually, I had the CEO talking about it, and um, I can't. It was like RABC or something like that. I just kind of had it on half out of my ear. I was listening it, so listening to it. So whatever happened then, certainly let's not hope it happens again. Let's hopefully this drug works. Let's just look at that. If you're looking for this thing to come in at all, you got a long ways to wait. <laughs> Top wow. of yesterday's range, eighty-one nineteen. I had forgotten it was this high way back when. So, huh. Okay. It's a nice move. I'd ring the register on this one because just, and not, not anything technical. This is just following what has been the pattern when stocks have announced positive results from the COVID trials. I mean, yes, you know, they've had some results or, and this isn't positive results, this is funding, but just saying the whole thing, positive headline on COVID specific to the company has equaled sell again and again and again. Gilead. Um, we saw it multiple times in Inovio, INO, that, you know, the event actually ended up being a selling opportunity. It's a huge move. It's a huge pop for it. I would ring the register if I owned it. I don't, but congratulations to the lungs. What about Regeneron here? Kind of the same story. We had the headline yesterday that they were going ahead with their phase three trial. And then this yeah. morning they announced that they too got money from the U.S. government. They, they only got $450 million, so not quite as big as Novavax, but still very notable uh, on the heels of their, uh, their, their beginning of their phase three trial. This so. stock hasn't gone parabolic. This stock hasn't, you know, this isn't like a huge windfall for everybody who bought it yesterday. It's not a 30%, it's a 1.6%. So I think, I think the Regeneron story, the trend is still up. There's still... You know, them and Sanofi are obviously leading the charge here, maybe in vaccine, but, you know, in multiple drugs trying here. I think the Regeneron story is still good. So I'd still be a buyer of pullbacks in Regeneron. So I'm not applying that theory to REGN because let's be honest, it's only a 1.6% up move. It's not that big. Uh, talking about that Regeneron from yesterday, uh, it had the bad news in the morning, saw a level 599.90, never saw that in the regular session, had some better news in the morning, hit 654, never saw that level in the afternoon or during the regular session. So, you know, just with those, especially with those stocks, those bigger stocks that tend to move around a lot, sometimes you can get some uh, pretty good prices that you might not see during the regular session. Keep jumping around. Um, there was lots of stocks here and obviously different news stories here, but we also got a couple M&A action here. And so let's jump over there right now. Uh, Spencer, give us the details on our, we have a deal. M&A in Solarland. Uh, Sunrun is going to acquire Vivint Solar. So R-U-N to buy V-S-L-R this morning. Uh, I had the number here. Is it a stock deal? Uh, hold on. The value of the deal uh, is uh, $9.2 billion. It is a all-stock transaction. Do you want that ratio? 
Yeah, I love all stock. That means I got another risk herb thing to trade. Here I love it. Each share of VSLR will be exchanged for 0.55 shares of Sunrun. 0.55 Sunrun equals 1 VSLR. So let's see how that ratio is holding up here this morning. We'll get out our trusty calculator here if it'll open. Or Spencer, you can do it for me too because my calculator is running slow. I should have been ready for you. So we go. And just to calculate this, we take the current price of Sunrun, which is 23.69, and we multiply it times that ratio 0.55, and we get a price for even solar of $13.02. 12.78 is where it's trading, so you can see the risk arms are putting a 25 cent discount, about 2% on that this deal wouldn't go through, and obviously that's the time value of money involved in there as well. So that'll hold. So 0.55, your risk-arb traders rate that ratio down. When you're trading your sun runs and your VSLR, that's your ratio. Uh, moving on to other stocks in the solar sector off that. Uh, boy, oh boy. One it's a small deal. Really, these are smaller companies. So I'm not surprised you're not seeing, oh, jumping into all of these other solar stocks here. I mean, Sun Power is trading up a little bit. Full disclosure, I do own Sun Power in the long-term portfolio. It's one of the only solar stocks I have left been a consolidation station for a while here i feel like eventually it's going to start running but i've had this for a while so i had a smaller <laughs> position i got hit on it it's come back um I, I liked it when it got hit off the earnings report like six months ago and it bounced back immediately and then COVID came around and obviously all my gains and that dissipated and it was one that i held on to so i'm still in sun power i actually like it now though it looks a little bit better i almost consider spwr i mean solar is I mean, it's nothing like electric. They should change their name to Sun Electric Power. <laughs> you mean the stock's <laughs> responses? Yeah. Who I, cares about sun and solar? It's electric. true. Like, I mean, electric electric vehicles getting so much love. Sun, solar doesn't get any love. When's it going to no. start getting the love? You're right, Joel. Let's start a, like, petition here on we want our solar stocks to get more love. If, the electric, if we're all going electric cars, maybe we're all going to get off the grid. We're all going solar, too. Let's give some love to these solar stocks. How's that tan doing? Uh, they got love. It was just... Oh, they do. Uh, Spencer's a big owner. I've come all the way back. That's been your uh, stock. I don't, I don't own any. Or your ETF. No, I don't, yeah. own, don't own any solar. I don't own any tan. Okay. But, uh, oh, MJ's your big holding. I don't own that either. <laughs> How's that end phase doing? Because remember, I was all beat up from, what's it, Spruce uh, I bet you it came back. Did who it is back? it? Was it Spruce Point? Who, who is the big short saw that gave the uh, short thesis? It, it, it is coming back. I think it was Spruce Point or Precious Point. I forget, forget which. I can't remember who it was either. But anyway, so you can see the big ugly red candle from that day that the short thesis came out. And they were saying there's fraudulent activities going on here. But the market's starting to look like, it's starting to look show a little bit of life here. Enphase and SEDG, these two have been best of breed. Solar Edge is just holding on again and coming back. It got beat up for a couple of days there. And it's climbing all the way back up too. Um, I, I don't know if I can jump in these things. Well, they've just run. They just haven't got hit. So there's, there's not like buying, you know, buying on the pullback here. There hasn't really been. A, I mean, EMPH, yes, but Solar Edge is all the way back up to the highs. Next. Next. Well, well, I think that's it for the M&A. I didn't see anything else that was super notable, but uh, I did want to go to uh, CLGX Core Logic. Uh, they raised guidance during the show here, so I'll just oh, that's always you, fun. Read you that headline here. But wait, isn't Core Logic getting taken over? Are they? Did I forget uh, I, that they're being bought? Uh 
No. I don't know why I thought that. I thought they were. CoreLogic. The price action on the chart indicates that. Oh. Like it like it leaped. I feel like now, they, I feel like there's yeah. a bid there. I yeah, there, there is. is. Oh, yeah. there's a hostile bid on the table. Oh. So so there is. So it's not an official takeover here. There's just somebody that's gone hostile here trying to buy it. CoreLogic is trying to receive an unsolicited bid. I'm just trying to get it from for $65 a share. So that's why it's kind of had the floor around 65 because there's been a company here or trying to take them private, it looks like. So looks like there, it's not, there is not a bid enough. They're there. looking for more. Looks like they're looking for more. Or at least the street's looking for more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these are always interesting when you get a bid because it does act like a floor and then it's kind of almost, I mean, if they pull that bid, then that floor goes away in a hurry. But as long as that bid's out there, you know, you, you can see clearly that this is, you know, looking like it's got a floor here. So interesting. Well, well that crazy candle this morning or a crazy few candles on the 15 minute, that's because of their, uh, their guidance raise this morning. They raised their EPS guidance for the year and their sales guidance for the year. So that was that, but yeah, did not realize or I'd forgotten. That's good, though. Like, I mean, you got the guidance raise here. So now investors, obviously, if the company has to go on its own, that's always good. Well, it's not surprising it's bid up a little bit on that because it's not an official. If there was official takeover, that would be kind of meaningless, the guidance. But it's not. It's still obviously got meaning because this company could have to go on its own still if, that, if, that, if they don't accept that bid. So Let's talk about the great news of the day, and that's the U.S. look at, at banning TikTok. That would be incredible. I don't what know. What is that? Wait, I didn't hear this. That would be a dream come true for me. What if that what you TikTok, because it's on, oh my gosh, I, I don't have anything to do with TikTok. I've never gone to the site. I've never looked at it. And whenever I look at Twitter, I see stuff from TikTok. I have nothing to do with it. And I don't even think anybody I know has anything to do with it. And I'm constantly they're showing up in my Twitter stream. Like TikTok. That's not entirely true, Joel. You are on TikTok. There is a video of you on TikTok. <laughs> Take it down. The, the show gets back on TikTok. <laughs> Joel's on TikTok. He doesn't even know it. Can you get me out of that? Wait. What's wrong with TikTok? Oh, my God. It has to be the most annoying I like TikTok. Thing. I see these little videos. People make some oh funny gosh. videos, man, on TikTok. I like oh. TikTok. Gosh. You don't like TikTok. So Can what's the news? What are, you, what are you talking about banning? I didn't hear yeah, this. They're looking okay. at it. What's so, the headline, Spencer? What's the headline here? Reaction to uh, we know about the what China is doing with Hong Kong and they're making it less independent. So China moved uh, to uh, basically try to collect a lot of social media information from uh, Hong Kong citizens, right? Uh, they're, they're online activity, basically. And as a reaction to that, the U.S. Uh, is saying, okay, well, uh, if you're, if you're going to like collect your, your citizens, uh, online information, online activity, then we might just ban TikTok in the U S uh, cause it is a Chinese company. So, uh, th th that's the headline that, uh, Pompeo said that he said he doesn't want to get too far ahead of the president. So I don't know how much he doesn't sound like it. This I don't know how much serious. he has, but, uh, it, he did say it yesterday. So that was the headline and they are private. So there's no real trade here. If, if you're wondering, it's a private company. You can't invest yeah. in it. Eh? Nope, nope. Uh, so no trade. I, I, honestly, I think TikTok's good. So I'm on the other side of that trade drill. Okay. I would go long TikTok if the valuation is reasonable. But yeah, I, the I, I, it's I probably it, not reasonable. I don't think it is, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a reasonable valuation. Very so. far. I like the TikTok. I don't know what Joel's all about here. He's <laughs> angry today. Not angry. It's just yeah, man. I had no waste of bandwidth. 
I know it so strongly about TikTok. You, what's the difference between Twitter posting a video on Twitter, posting a video on Facebook, posting a video on TikTok? What's I mean, it's the most stupid. I, I don't even want to go into it. It's like I don't even care whatever they post on there. It doesn't. Well, there's some smart videos too. You're on there. The chat's telling you you're on there, Joel. Well, well, you're on you, TikTok. Some of your educational no, I'm not. stuff is on there. Not I willingly. Don't even know you're on there. Benzing is on there. <laughs> okay. All right, let's pull move down on the video we that that We love you, TikTok. Man, no, <laughs> I, I don't want to say we love you, uh, but we acknowledge. We don't hate you. We acknowledge that they are a large platform, uh, though. Uh, I also feel uneasy about. On the record, I have no problem with TikTok. Okay. Okay, let's go. Let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> sorry, I didn't, sorry to go on that tangent. I. Uh, All right. I just want quick to ratings. Look before Jonathan comes on. We got Jonathan Corpina here in three minutes. Um, Dominion gets multiple downgrades today. I mean, that just imploded after the open, deservingly so. I cannot, still cannot fathom how who bought that at 99, but we talked about that yesterday and the show was 80. And I thought it could continue to go down. It, in fact, did. I mean, they slashed Ooh. dividend on dividend play, or they're going to slash dividend <laughs> on dividend play. It's not rocket science. 71.50. So the algo who bought on Warren Buffett, you know, investing in the company, didn't read it correctly because he was. Could this be enough? Well, Warren's not involved in the stock, though, right? He just stripped it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So absolutely ludicrous. But we we talked about that yesterday. So okay, old news. Make sure if you see Warren Buffett in the headline, make sure you know he's actually <laughs> buying the company and not just stripping it. So it. all right, ahead. other ratings changes. We got SWKS getting an upgrade at mm. Key Bank. Haven't looked at Skyworks in a while. This stock has been on fire since I looked last. And you know what? It's been in Consolidation Station, actually, for a couple of weeks here, too. So, chart looks okay on this one. Again, if the tech starts, stocks start to roll over, keep an eye on your leaders. Apple leads Skyworks. Apple moving up yeah, um, obviously helps all the Apple suppliers. Skyworks is an Apple supplier, so it's not surprising that Apple has shown life the last three, four days from being in Consolidation. And SWKS starts to go up as well. You have a couple pesky highs on it, 138, but Overall, Skyworks still looks healthy. Yeah, trading up here in the pre-market, uh, up a buck fifty at one thirty-two ninety-five, uh, within striking distance of that all-time high. I'll give you that. I mean, they're up. They're upgrading it now. I mean, come on, could you upgrade? There's it a so bit? many analysts that have been late to the party on the radio. One thirty-three ten is what you hit in the pre-market all-time high. Oh, you got some room. I'll give you some daily levels to keep an eye out for. Uh, the first one, 135.40, June 10th, 136.10, and then all-time high at 138.22. That was flanked by another high at 37.38. So if you're really licking your chops to sell this one today, uh, 138, that would be a real nice level to take a look at. Also, Amberella catching an upgrade to buy at Needham. AMBA is one that I haven't looked at for a while. I know. Too. I saw that rating, too. Yeah, you know what? And here it is. It's trading up a buck, or two bucks, actually. It's a pretty big move. Man, I wish I would have saw this yesterday. That was a lovely candle yesterday after, you know, consolidating for a couple of days and then breaking out. Now you get the upgrade that's going to move it up. Yeah. I think it's past 50. Hard to come in here now. It's three, four bucks off from where it was two days ago. Talking 7 8% move in a couple of days. Now you're chasing, but um, it's been an underperformer. This is, a, this is a thin one, huh, Dennis? It trades. It's not as thin as you think. It does trade. Um, I, I trade AMBA quite quite actively. It's fairly liquid. But you can uh, It's interesting trade. that, you know, tech has been so strong and Amberella hasn't participated at all. So, I mean, that's concerning in itself. Hey, you know, look at this rally in GoPro. 
look at this rally in GoPro. What is the last time we talked about GoPro? Well, we show? used to talk about Amberella with GoPro when GoPro was actually, because Amberella supplies, supplies parts, when GoPro was a leader four years ago. Amberella is completely disconnected from that now because GoPro has you know, obviously came down to you know, levels where it doesn't impact anything. It just the sales are just not going to be like they were back in 2015 when, you know, you see GoPro up 10%, Amberella would be up. Yep. Um, but you know, GoPro is a $90 stock. Now GoPro is a $4 stock, so Amberella does really shareholders really don't care what GoPro is doing. No one really cares what GoPro is doing. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's bring on our guest here, Jonathan Corpina. He is the Senior Managing Partner at Meridian Equity Partners, joining us by phone from the floor. Of All right. Your stock exchange, Jonathan, what's it like to be back? <laughs> Gentlemen, good morning. I hope you can hear me well. I am, uh, I am talking through my mask. I was say um, that. It, it, it's really nice to be back, right? We've been back on the floor now for about six weeks. Uh, limited staff, we're about 50%. Uh, some pretty important days have passed over the last few weeks. We've had uh, a bunch of rebalances, uh, S&P, Russell, end of month, end of quarter, end of half year. So we've seen a lot of activity on the floor, um, and it's great to be back. Our customers are happy we're back. Um, I, I think overall the community is happy we're back. Clearly the volume that floor traders bring to the market, about you know, 10% of the average daily volume, and then a significant number of uh, volume on the close, I think is also very important that we bring to the market. So that all being put together, uh, we're, we're all happy that we're back. You going in every day? Uh, so no. So since we're limited staff, um, we've got 16 people on the floor. We're only allowed seven. So we've been doing a rotating schedule, um, you know, and that's been a difficult part, trying to get everybody back, um, get everybody enough time. You know, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like a basketball team. You can only have five on the court, but you've got, you know, 12 on the bench. So trying to get everybody playing time has been important um, and something that we've been working with. Hopefully in time our roster can expand to have more people on the floor. But it seems like now, you know, we're pretty much stuck in this, in this, you know, 40, 45%, 50% range. Uh, but when we're not here, we're working from home, as everybody else has been doing for quite some time. So it's just kind of a shift in scenery. And, but being back on the floor, the information that's down here, you know, the, the camaraderie, the community, it's just it's a good feeling to be back. Taking a subway? So for the, first, uh, for the first five weeks, we, were, um, we had to drive in. We were not allowed to take public transportation. The NYSE mandated that. Um, they've loosened that policy as of July 1. So I've been kind of doing a combination of both. I, uh, you know, getting in is very easy. Getting home has gotten tougher as, the, uh, as time has gone on. So battling that, uh, that afternoon traffic has not been fun. So I've been doing a combination of both. I've been both, uh, you know, taking the, taking the train in and driving in. And, you know, it seems it's a, it's a good mix. It kind of it switches things up every once in a while. So, so Jonathan, just like talk us through what you've seen, what you're seeing in the market here these past couple of days or even past few weeks. It's been, uh, it, it's been at times we've thought, oh, the market really, really does care about the virus. And at times we've thought, oh, it clearly does not care. So yeah. how, do you, how do you think about that? I, yeah, I think if you, you know, if you kind of go back, um, you know, 2019, we completely focused on U.S.-China relations. And that was the headline um, that was the catalyst for the market, both up and down. You had all the ancillary information as far as our economic calendar and then whatever unknown 
headlines picked up about Brexit or uh, North Korea or oil. And then once we got into 2020, uh, you know, clearly our markets have been dictated on all coronavirus headlines. I think now um, we, you know, you asked me this question a few weeks ago and I probably would have had a different answer. It seems like a few weeks ago the trend was things were getting better. Um, you know, cities were reopening in a slow process, and, and I think people were becoming much more comfortable with where we were. Um, but the recent headlines out of Texas and Florida and Arizona and California clearly have added a lot of concern to what the next few weeks, few months, uh, few, few quarters are going to look like. And I think we can overall agree that um, you know, reopening on a, on a quickly basis is not the, is not the way to go. Um, we've seen pauses in many different metropolitan uh, cities, and uh, you know, that trying to get some sort of stabilization there. But that being said, the market seems to continue to shrug off um, any fear of this, of this virus. We have seen this V-shaped recovery. Um, I, I think you know, we've, we've had many um, you know, corporations that have, have tried to make some significant adjustments as to how they're going to operate in this new world, um, whether you're a large company or a small company. And I, and I think what we have here is the wish um, of a headline that's going to come out. We know it's not going to come out soon, but in some time about a vaccination. And we've seen some headlines that have been promising, others that haven't, um, but we know this is going to occur. It's just a question of when, and it's just a question of trying to kind of, you know, be prepared for when that does in fact happen. Um, you know, the contra side to that is we have the continual headlines coming out of, you know, Fauci about this will come back. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're still in, um, you know, this, this first stage uh, uh, of the virus, and when is the second stage coming? They talk about October, November. We continue to see headlines from universities across the United States of canceling in-person in classes and shifting to all online classes. Um, I think as we continue to see that, that there, there is that fear that we are going to have to um, shut down again and go back to what March and April um, were like here in the United States. So those two things, both, um, both correlated to coronavirus, are really going to be the push and pull on this market. And then you throw the curveball in there, um, you know, no November election is coming up sooner, uh, sooner than later, and it's something that we can't ignore and something that we have to, um, you know, continue to watch and monitor. And we learned, a, we learned a very important lesson from the last election about polls and results and, and, and what we thought was going to happen. So I think people are going to be a little bit um, conservative as far as their investment strategies based off of assumptions as to who is going to win this election and who is going to lose. Jonathan, what are you seeing from your clients when we have a week like we had two weeks ago where there is that fear versus maybe a week like last week? Are they inclined to buy the dip, uh, sell the rip, or all the way around? You know, when the market goes up, the conversations that I'm having with clients is there's no reason why this market should be trading the way it is. Um, and, and when the market goes down, the conversations are we think there's a lot more room to the downside on this. And, and both things kind of keep, your, you know, keep you, you know, shaking and scratching your head. When we see the market pull back, um, it just doesn't pull back enough to make it that attractive for the people who are looking for the pullback. And then when the market rips higher, we see that there's no real supporting 
data that says, you know, this is what the market should be doing based off of what we're seeing. So that forces clients to kind of participate lightly, make sure that they're protecting themselves, make sure that they have some, some exposure if there is an upside, make sure they've got it hedged if there is that significant downside. But I don't think people are very convinced that this market should be where it is right now, right? And if you and, and you could be in both sides of the camp, right? We could talk about how um, you know this V-shaped recovery has has brought us back to where we are and where S and P is trading, and it shouldn't be at these levels. And then you've got the other side that said, well, listen, you know, we've got you know our, our economic data, take out COVID and take out um, you know some other uh, you know uncertainties that are there. You know, we we should be trending in this direction. We should be trending higher. And if you continue to, you know, look at historical data of incumbency presidents and how elections go, if President Trump does get reelected, this market historically should continue to trend higher. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's, there's, different, there's different camps here. I just don't think anyone's fully convinced as of, as of July right now that, you know, we, we, are, we are definitely trending in one direction. We're on the line with Jonathan Corpina, Managing Partner at Meridian Equity Partners. Uh, let's just talk about the, um, the uh, what do we call it, the revival, not out of trade, the, uh, <laughs> not revival, but the reopening. Uh, the, reopening. the reopening, if I say revival. Yeah, the reopening trade here. Uh, boy, oh boy, the airlines got, uh, got overdone. They're pulling back here. There's cruise lines. I mean, these stocks have had a run. They've pulled back here. Is this something, or is this more of a wait and see with uh, with these stocks? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think anyone's really convinced that 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 sector um, has a has a true direction yet, right? I mean, the, the cruise lines have been um, you know docked, so to speak, for for quite some time here, and there's there's really no end in sight. I know that you know some cruise lines are are going to try to you know try to get some. Um, excursions out there at some point, but it just doesn't seem that the that the buyers are going to be convinced that that's what they want to do and 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 um, you know expose themselves on that. Airlines are certainly trying to up their capacity. Um, they shut down all their routes. They're starting to reopen routes. They're starting to see where that trend is. You know, you look at the TSA numbers going from average of. Um, you know, it's, you know, two and a half million travel travelers a day to as low as eighty thousand, and now we're you know we're back back up to areas that are you know somewhere in the middle. Um, but you know that's something that is is going to be more of a necessity. I think you know travel is going to um, you know is, is going to rebound, and I think people might swear it off in the beginning, but at some point they're going to have to bite the bullet. What about and, the and business the travel? I mean, I, if anything, I think, yeah. I mean, how is yeah, that ever going to get back? It's going to be very, very difficult. Um, I think being forced into working from home, using different types of technology for video conferencing and audio conferencing, um, and then just from an employer-employee exposure basis, I don't think employers are going to want to put their employees out on the road um, and, and risk any liability, sure. risk any exposure. And then vice versa, you know, you know you're on the other side of that trade. Um, you know, you're not going to want your employees to be taking in meetings. Once again, liability and exposure. So business travel is going to get hit, and, and you know, that clearly translates to the – Hospitality business, a major portion of their business has been, um, uh, you know, business travel. I was talking to somebody um, who's from Nashville, and Nashville is just an area that is all about 
um, business travel and conventions and concerts and sporting events and all of those things that Nashville runs off of, they're not occurring, and there's no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel that conventions are going to come back, that concerts are going to come back anytime soon, that sporting events with fans are going to come back anytime soon. So look at some of those cities that are out there that really focus on that. Um, you know, clearly Vegas is that model, but there's many, many others that are out there. They're, they're the, the Nashvilles, the New Orleans of the world um, that, that are just focused on that completely. Those are areas that I think are, are going to be in trouble for some time. Uh, Jonathan, do you have a, a sector uh, that you're most bullish on here for the rest of the year? Or is, it, is it just tech? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to jump on that. I mean, that's an easy one. Um, just because I think you know so many people have been been able to 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 realize how important it's been, and that's where the money's going. Um, I I continue to like the financials. I think huh. when you when you look yes. at um, you know what our what our country has been through, um, the support that our government has given to businesses and 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 uh, uh, corporations, big and small, out there, um, you know. You, you need that middleman. You need that person that's going to be involved in banking. It's going to be involved in deals. It's going to be involved in, um, you know, mortgages for businesses and small business lending. Uh, you know, when you look at the financials, I just think that that sector is one that is going to continue to be, um, you know, one that, that people are going to depend on and going to rely on for quite some time. And as we continue to go through this, um, you know, that, that's an area that I just kind of think, there has been some some you know potential investments that can go there. Real estate's going to be tough. Um, you know we continue to see you know fluctuation in oil prices. Technology is the easy one. Apple, Amazon, those are all but the easy isn't ones. Isn't the Fed isn't the Fed just going to come in and just throw money at this market? And we have absolutely no matter what it takes, this is going to support this market under any any and all circumstances. <clears throat> Yep, and that's exactly what's going to happen, and we're in an election year, and, uh, you know, that's going to, you know, votes, you know, the, the market correlating to getting votes, I think, you know, that's what President Trump is going to run on right now. He's going to run on market performance, and how do we get market performance? We continue to throw money at it. At some point, that doesn't work, but we haven't seen that that horrible ripple effect from that, right? I mean, we, we, we went through 2008, 2009 with our TARP program and the government printing money and throwing it at this problem. We never saw that real downward negative effect of that. And I think there were some, a lot of lessons that were learned from that that were translated to where we are um, and how we're handling this pandemic today. The only difference is, and, and the, the major concern that's out there is that you know, this is, we're still in the middle of it. We don't know if we're in the beginning. We don't know if we're in the end, but we're still in it. And this can continue for quite some time. And the data that's out there, um, what we're seeing, like I said before, in, the, in, you know, in Texas and Florida and California, Arizona, those are scary things that are occurring. And, and in the back of every New Yorker's mind in New Jersey and Connecticut, um, where the numbers are, have been very good, um, based off of you know, policies and procedures that have been put in place. But in the back of everyone's mind, the can this come back again here um, mentality is, is clearly something that's, that's going to be sticking with us. And if it does come back to this area and we continue to see it grow throughout the United States, 
we are going to be going backwards, not forwards. I just real quickly, I guess, you know, you're in there at the heart of the city. I mean, you used to go out for those uh, two, three martini lunches and stuff. I mean, I heard, you know, I mean, you're bringing a sack lunch and eating it, you know, six feet away from people. I'm just thinking about the businesses and, you know, everything. Yeah, the surrounding I will area. tell you. I, I will tell you, so the New York Stock Exchange um, hired uh, as a consultant Dr. Gottlieb, and they have such a, a great um, process in place here. We get screened coming in every morning. We have our temperatures checked every morning. We fill out a questionnaire, random COVID testing, um, you know, lines and delineations and, and markings all over the floor, all throughout the building. They've been providing us lunch on a daily basis. We sit in the cafeteria. I've got my set time that I can go down there and, 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 and you sit and you eat your lunch down there. They've done a tremendous job of um, of of this just whole new process, this new world. And you know, you come in you come in the first day and it's kinda of weird. You come in the second day and you you get a better idea. By the third day it just becomes normal that you're that you're having somebody take your temperature every day and asking you eight to eight to ten questions about wow. your health. Um, what what are they serving for lunch? No. <laughs> yeah, they've got <laughs> They've 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 done a great job. Um, okay. Salads, chickens, steaks—it's you know steak sandwiches. It's been they've been able to provide in this kind of uncomfortable environment. They've made it as comfortable as possible. All right, Jonathan Corpina is joining us from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. He is a senior managing partner at Meridian Equity Partners. Jonathan, as always, thanks for the time and uh, keep on staying safe. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. All right, Joel, I guess you're hungry, so let's talk about Shake Shack here. because they, What's going on with the Shack? They came out with same-store sales for the second quarter. Actually, not as bad as I would have assumed. I guess my expectations were just super low. But they said same-store sales for the uh, second quarter, only down <laughs> only down 49% on a year-over-year basis. Uh, Q2, they see uh, Q2 sales at around uh, – $91, $92 million in that range, which is uh, about $10 million below the estimate there. But Sam's Show sales down 49% or so on a year-over-year basis. Again, I actually would have thought it would have been worse. So that's – I mean, the stock is down. I'll pull the chart up here, but that's not as bad as I, as I would have assumed. I mean, this is what you're going to see coming. This is a preview of what's going to be happening this quarter. The earnings are going to be terrible. But – is the expectations, is it all baked in? Because we expect them to be terrible. So what are they going to be saying going forward? Are they looking up? You know, are they getting stores reopened? You know, those are all the questions to be answered. But, I mean, this gets slammed on the initial headline under 50 bucks. It's already bouncing back at 51.70 bid, um, 51.99 last. So I'm not surprised it would bounce back from this because, like you said, Spencer, the numbers are bad. But, I mean, we expected them to be bad. I mean, 49%. So, they, so they're down by half uh, for the three months. Yeah, how many stores weren't open? Or how many stores were you know, just on drive through Right, exactly. Did they have drive through Shake Shack? No, but they do. Yeah. Like, they take out. Have take you, out, uh, since you've been down at the office, Spencer, have you, uh, have you gandered over there? Uh, yes. Actually, I have. Uh, I, I went on behalf of the office to, to pick up. So it wasn't for me personally. It was, it was for everyone, all like all six of us or whatever. But yeah, I actually <laughs> have been down there, um, and yeah. So Dennis is right. I, mean, I don't know. I is, don't know how excited you, know, you can get about this. We're talking. We're talking April, May, June here. April, May, June when everything was shut down. These are the bad months. Yeah. So this is as bad as it's gonna get. Now they did say also that they have restarted new 
uh, rest new location development in the U.S. and internationally. So uh, I guess that's a brain move. Took a pause on that, but they're 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 keep on keeping on with the with reopening new locations here. So or opening. Well, oh, they probably have a lot of stores that are already in the process of opening. Right. Like like you got builds going on, so it's not surprising that. You know they're going to eventually restart that process. I mean, right. you know, you've got leases potentially signed already. You know, for new stores, so I'm not surprised at that. So, anyways, I, I think, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see this earnings season because the earnings season is going to be a mess. But how do we they respond? Do the stocks respond and say, "Well, we know it's going to be a mess, but you know what? It's looking better, and we're going to come around here." I mean, that's. You know, the, the, that's the million dollar question here going in because earnings season is going to get started here next week. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to get some big names coming up. This is a very light earnings week as well. But, you know, we've got the banks going to kick it off. It's going to get started here in a hurry. You've got uh, you got the banks, like you said, you've got Johnson Johnson. You've got Netflix. I believe you've got Delta Airlines, Pepsi. It's uh, coming. UNH. Yeah, it's coming next week. What day? What days does it start? I mean, it's. I, I think it's next week. I, I guess. I guess the first big day would be the fourteenth, which is that's a week from today, right? That's Tuesday. So next Tuesday, the fourteenth is when you get the banks, uh, most of the banks, at least most of the big banks, and then the fifteenth is big, and then from there on out, it's pretty much every day, is is going to be more names. So next to a week, we have we have basically a week of light to no earnings flow before it picks up again. So we'll find out a lot more in the coming weeks. It's going to be a and then after that, it's going to get real dead, right? The 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 dog days of summer. But uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about for the next few weeks here. All right, uh, 8.56 here. About four minutes left in our show. I want to get to some tickers uh, from the chat. I've been trying to do a better job of monitoring that. Uh, people have talked to, dropped in Tesla today. We have not talked about Tesla yeah. yet. I'm not really sure what what to say about it, what you guys would even want to say about it. It got silly last night. We got up to 1432 I saw, so yeah. literally up another 60 bucks. The people who are chasing <laughs> that are caught, but you know how many people are trading after hours. So let's see. Again, the concern for me uh, if you're chasing these things now is that we saw some of the Momo names start to roll over yesterday. Tesla was not one of them. Does it eventually? Is it such a leader that it'll just ignore the other rollover and the other Momo names? potentially but i wouldn't want to be long just because i saw what the action was happening with the squares and with the paypals and with the DraftKings and with the well with the nicolas and with the workhorses and there's a lot of been momentum in uh, names and it's really crowded the tesla trade is crowded now too so it could cool off for a bit am i thinking this is the end of the tesla story no not by any means but I, I you know here making new all time highs here again this morning, but you're off from where you were last night. Fourteen thirty three ninety nine. Fourteen thirty three ninety nine. That was last night's high. Yeah, right. It'll be the, resistance it, up there. You're gonna get resistance up. Over we'll get there today, Dennis. Lunch, steak dinner. I, I don't. I don't think we're gonna get there. Okay. No, I don't Go think back. we're gonna get. I'll do. I'll do your lunch on on. I don't. I do not think we kiss fourteen thirty. Okay. I do. Just turn the tables on me. What, yeah. what, what were you proposing? Give me the bet you were proposing. No, you're going to get mad. You say, I just said I don't think it's going up there. So, And you said I, you think it's going up there. No, I, you missed you misheard me. You missed no, no, you guys agree. There's no oh, we agree. We so agree. you don't think it's going up there either. Right. So you're on the same side, yeah. No, I exactly. don't think it's going back there. All right. I think Tesla what, goes red today. That's my uh, opinion. I think I, it goes red. I'm not going to argue with you on this. Top 15 right now. 
1387 when I'm making this call. I think Tesla goes red today. Question is, is, do you buy it when it goes unchanged? If you're short, yeah. I don't know about trying the long. I think it's going to go over 1400 and then it's going to pull the rug out from under it. So I think, I think it closes clue. red today. I think it closes red today. I'm not even going to say goes red. I think it closes red today. Okay. Let's Could see, be wrong. Let's see one more here. A couple people asking about AMD. AMD. That thing has been – people ask about it, and it's just been – I mean, it's Doing quiet. Nothing. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, consolidation station here. So, I mean, it really hasn't – it got the nice bump in uh, April and May, but now it's just just hanging out. I don't know about this one. I, I, I don't have a strong opinion either way. What about you, Dennis? 55 is resistance. Yeah. We've bounced back, but we're still just range bound here. So you get up to 56, 57, it's been a sell. You get in the lower 50s, it's been a buy. I guess you trade the range until it doesn't work anymore. Channelingstocks.com. NVIDIA, on the other hand, and you usually see AMD and NVIDIA sometimes move together. NVIDIA's been taken off. NVIDIA's got 400 on the brain. It looks like it's going to kiss over 400 here today, 397. So it seems inevitable that you can get your NVIDIA 400 hats out. Uh, but again, I'm not jumping. I'm not just head over heels over tech because tech had some tech names had an ugly afternoon. So I know you look on the charts, you say, what are you talking about? I, I'm just feeling, you know, and it's still been on a hell of a run. The, the tech stocks have all been on a hell of a run, but some, we lost some of those little leaders. I, we could lose some of the big ones here too. So it could happen. So I'd be booking, if I had trades on in tech, I'd be booking the gains. Yeah. Obviously, I'm long Apple, I'm long Amazon, I'm long Google, I'm long Qs and long-term portfolio. Those aren't going anywhere. But if I was just in them for Pretty trades, trades. Uh, I'd be ringing the register here this morning. Cha-ching. All right, here's a list in Benzinga Pro of all the stocks we talked about on this show this morning. If you want to keep them on your radar, uh, thanks to our guest today, Jonathan Corpina. Thanks to all of you in our chats, all three of them. There is a chat, of course, on YouTube. There is a chat on premarket.benzinga.com, and there is a chat on Benzinga Pro. Please hit that like button. If you're having the- problems with the premarket.benzinga yeah, chat, on? I cannot get into it for the last two days. So we're going to get our developers on it. I've sent a message out to Bert. So did I. Um, it, I cannot get on there. I even tried to create a new account, not letting us in. So the YouTube chat is working well. The Benzinga Pro chat is working well. The Benzinga, uh, the, the chat of premarket.benzinga.com. Too many I cannot chats. access right now. Too many. Yeah, we're going to consolidate them here soon, I think. But all right, uh, hit that like button on YouTube. You can always send us an email, premarket at benzinga.com. And please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Tuesday. Joel and I will, will be back at 340. In the meantime, have a good day and stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.